Hey, Rob Bradford here. You guys know I'm always up for a good MVP story, and one of the best stories is Wasabi Technology. Wasabi is the world's hottest cloud storage company, and it's become the go-to provider for professional and collegiate sports teams, including 20 major league baseball teams like the Red Sox and NHL teams like the Bruins and Vancouver Canucks. Even the Liverpool Football Club is getting in on the Wasabi action. So why is Wasabi the MVP? Well, Wasabi was purpose-built to free businesses from skyrocketing storage costs and unpredictable transaction fees that the Amazons of the world are charging. In fact, Wasabi is up to 80% less than those hyperscalers and doesn't charge a cent for businesses to access their data. From Wasabi's AI-enabled intelligent media storage, Wasabi Air, to the industry's only cloud storage service with triple protection against cyber criminals, data deletion, and ransomware, Wasabi's taking the lead in driving innovation in data storage and helping sports teams to unleash the power of their data. Wasabi, another Boston-based champion championship team the 2-1 and that's it well and deep to left center and you can kiss it goodbye onto the train tracks a two-run home run for Jose Altuve and a 2-0 lead for the Astros Altuve's eighth homer of the year well that was just majestic Altuve maybe lulling rode on to sleep with those previous two takes he didn't take that one he sent that one into orbit my goodness uh-huh. Fastball swing and a miss. That's 10 for Verlander. Above the belt on Paca, no chance. No chance. That is the fourth double-figure strikeout game for Verlander this year. The 46th of his career, only Scherzer, Kershaw, and Sale have more double-figure strikeout games among active pitchers. Outfielders playing very shallow, trying to take away a cheap single. Oh, one. And that's lined over the head of Moncada and into right center. Gonzalez scores. Astros win it in the bottom of the ninth, 4-3. Yuli Gurriel, the walk-off hit. Gurriel reaches four times in tonight's ballgame. Got a pitch on the inside corner, inside out of it, and picks up yet another RBI. And the Astros snatch this one away from the White Sox. Snatch indeed. Joined now by Tony Kemp here in the Astros dugout. And Tony, you came up leading off that that bottom of the ninth inning and, and drew the walk. And obviously you knew what your role was in that situation. Just try to get on base any way you can. Yeah, I, uh, right before I went up there, I saw some video on him. And uh, I felt like I had a good opportunity against him. And, uh, you know, got to that full count. I knew I had a good shot. And, uh, you know, luckily just got on base. And, you know, Marwin's been swinging the bat well. And obviously... Uh, George is doing all he can right now, too. So it was just an all-around great win for uh, the team. Tony, as a pitch hitter in a, an emotionally charged game like that, how do you keep your your adrenaline down in those moments to, to kind of fully commit to your plan? Uh, you know, I, actually, I, I got interviewed about this question uh, last week. And, uh-huh. uh, you know, it, it's kind of funny, but, uh, you know, back going back to college, uh, you know, playing in front of, uh, the SEC crowds and the College World Series, you, you know, you kind of are calm in that moment and uh, your heartbeat slowed down. And, uh, you know, it's just baseball. You just go out there and give your best at the end of the day. And, uh, you know, all the guys on this team are great. You know, I always say it's a blessing to be in this clubhouse every day. And uh, I just knew we were going to get the job done the ninth after I got on. Uh, you just get that gut feeling. How about the quality of all the plate appearances in that in yeah. that ninth inning, too? And we've oh, seen yeah. that all year from the Astros. I mean, that's contagious, isn't it? When you see a few guys put together some lengthy at-bats, you start to see everyone do it. Yeah. Um, talking with Joe Espada in the in spring training, 
you know, one thing he always said is it's tough to win a Major League Baseball game. And, uh, you know, that's very true, especially when it gets down to the eighth and ninth. Uh, you got some of the best hitters in the world giving their best uh, just because, you know, their competitive nature, they don't want to lose. So uh, all the quality at bats all around, just 100%. Uh, you know, this team is very resilient. And that's very cliche of me to say, but it's very true. Uh, you know, I think that we have a, a good time coming out here each day. So uh, good good to start the series off with that win. Hopefully tomorrow we can uh, do the same. Tony, last thing. I've got a, a great idea for a T-shirt. I'm going to come out <laughs> with it. I'm going to try to raise a little money. Okay. Uh, also for the Astros Foundation. Uh, hugs for walks. Yes. What do you think? <laughs> we should get hugs for on-base percentage. There you go. AJ, last night's game was beautiful. You decided in the ninth inning, down by one run, a couple pinch hitters. You wanted to go lefty there. Mm-hmm. Tell me a little bit about that and how important that inning was for a couple of your players. Well, I think the start of the inning, you know, the d- dilemma is Stassi has a chance to leave the ballpark. It could tie the game. Mm-hmm. Kemp is tremendous at getting on base and creating good energy and a, and a, and a good at bat. Soria really tough on right-handed hitters. So I wanted to, uh, to to lead off Kemp. That was the first decision. No matter, depending on what happened with Kemp, my decision is Marisnik versus Marwin. Uh, both having their struggles at different points of the season, but the right on right versus the right on left uh, led me to Marwin. Um, I didn't want to bunt in that situation because I don't want to give up. We only have three outs left. I don't want to give up a bunt. Uh, Marwin comes up with a really big hit, and all of a sudden you have an inning first and third. So as the inning unfolded, um, if it doesn't get started correctly, if Tony Kemp doesn't work that walk or work a single, um, the energy in the building doesn't pick up, and just things are a little bit different. You can get a one-out walk all you want. You can get a two-out walk all you want. The leadoff walk really set the set the tone. Can you feel the energy in the building when, when you get that leadoff? Oh, on? sure. When Marvin got the base hit and all of a sudden the building woke up because okay. everybody in the building knew the, the lineup's rolling over. Here comes Springer. Here comes Bregman. Here comes Altuve. Cool. You know, our fans are really smart about this being a huge moment and a great opportunity for Here's us. Soria, a long look into his catcher, Narvaez. Here's the one-two. And Springer lifts this one in a shallow left center field. And Engel coming in. That's going to drop in for a hit. Kip scores the tying run. 3-3. And the Astros trying to keep the line moving for Bregman. To watch Springer, you know, come up with a, with a nice base hit to tie the game. And then and then you know, Marwin before him to, to create the first and third. Uh, it's huge, man. Because I, those guys have really scuffled. They've had a hard time uh, in the recent couple weeks. And... And all they want to do is something positive, and they did they did some positive things at the most important times. And then Bregman draws the walk. Yuli Gurriel with the big hit. Uh, not surprising that he's yeah. leading the league in batting average with runners in scoring position, is it? No, not at all. And I and I think they were in such a tough dilemma there with the with the the extra base runner uh, to load the bases created so much. You know, the, the Bregman walk creates you know mm-hmm. so much pressure on them. As Altuve. Uh, I think everybody expected him to end the game. He gets a little bit big with the strike zone and ends up striking out. Uh, but there was no doubt in anyone's mind, Yuli was going to hit the ball. He was going to hit the ball on the line or in the air somewhere. Uh, the question was what part of the ballpark and, and were we going to get unlucky with a line drive at somebody? Uh, but it, he's, grown, he's, he's really grown to be a huge, huge uh, performer when the, when the game's on the line. What's it like for you guys? In that, in that moment, that celebration, everybody just going nuts. And you guys have done it in each of the, the last four series at home now. Yeah, we have. And, it, and it's, you know, it's, it, it's awesome to run out on the field and everybody's dancing around. And, and now there was powder in Yuli's face. And there's <laughs> Gatorade being water being thrown everywhere. And um, everybody just so happy that we, that we got that win. You know, as the manager, you feel like we snuck that win away a little bit mm-hmm. because the opportunities missed early. But never doubt this team, never give up on this team. We've shown that, that we can be pretty resilient and scoring anyway. And we saw a lot of it. Can you give me your definition of a quality at bat? I know it changes with game situation, but 
What does that mean to you? I think it can vary because a, a, a one pitch out can be a quality about it. A guy gets a good pitch to hit, maybe a plan that he had in place. I'm going to look for a certain pitch, hits it hard, and in the direction that you're supposed to is a quality at bat. An extended at bat, really, no matter what the result is, um, I consider a quality at bat. Okay. You start building six and seven and eight and nine pitches on a pitcher, um, that does wonders for you moving That's forward. That can be a quality at bat. Um, there's certainly any sort of run scoring. You know, it's it's funny. We would we, we say all that, and if you bloop one in with a guy on third, quality. it's a quality at bat <laughs> as long as you're productive. So we like to talk productive at bats. You can be productive in this game in so many ways, even with an out. Um, but but it all starts with having a good game plan and having an idea of what you want to do and then going up and doing it. How important is it in a four-game series to win that first one? Pretty big, you know, especially because, you know, I, I think we expect to win this series. We expect to win um, against these guys, Not nothing against them, but we've we've performed very well against them. We have, we've lined up Verlander to pitch the game one and, and McCullers, and then here comes uh, Morton, and then here comes Keiko. Like, we can roll out a, a dominant starting pitcher. We're ahead in the winning curve in the Chicago White Sox. So when you have a chance to win 2 nothing lead with Justin Verlander on the mound, everybody expected to win, and then you look up and, uh-oh, we're down by one. Uh, create a little bit of d- a dilemma for us. How much rhyme and reason are you going to use with your catching situation right now? Fedorovich in there today. How are you going to mm-hmm. run that? I, I want to get Fed a chance to catch all of our guys at some okay. point just because he needs to get comfortable with them. Stassi's still going to feel like the primary catcher. He's going to catch the next couple games um, against these guys, probably the first game or two against the, the A's next week. So, you know, maybe a two-on-one-off, three-on-one-off uh, for Stassi, which will create some opportunity for Fed. But game like last night, pretty long. I'll be conscious of having a fresh guy back there, but today was about having Fed catch McCullers because I want Stassi to catch Morton. So it's like a two-day look at, at how I line up to catch him. All right, last thing. I'm working with Bill Brown for three days. Robert has a little vacation time right now. Any advice for Brownie? Uh, really just good luck. I mean, I expect I mean, Brownie's done so much for the organization and so much. He's so popular around Houston. I'm surprised they didn't have more respect for him and give him a better partner. What? So I, I don't think you're worth his, his you know, sitting next to him or Wait worth anything like – um, he deserves better. I feel bad for him. What? I want to apologize to him. I want to wish him luck, and I want him to say, "Just fight through it like this a slump." Right. That, that he has to work with somebody like you for for a couple days. We'll edit that out. Thanks for catching up. <laughs> you guys are the Houston Astros Radio Network. That ball is gone. Steve Sparks, Robert Ford, and you can kiss it goodbye. This is the Houston Astros Radio Network. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper, the better. Because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive, so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones, so we'll never lose touch with civilization, and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic? And conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai. There's joy in every journey.